Welcome to the fourth episode of Online Theatre Collaborative, Innovations in Digital Theatre. I'm Neil Wexler, a playwright and filmmaker from Buffalo, New York. It's wonderful to be here with Gaurav Singh Nijer, General Manager of Kaivalya Plays, a company based in New Delhi, India. If I could start by asking you a really broad question, how you became interested in theatre and how that led to where you are now. Awesome. In high school in India, I used to have a speech impediment. Theater was born out of this intention to, you know, get out of my mind, do more public speaking. So I started doing a little bit of theater in high school. Then I went to university. And whilst I was there, I started doing a lot of different kinds of stage productions. I'm talking about 2016. So cut to this year, or rather last year, when I thought, okay, now I've learned as much about theater as I could by doing it on the side. And now let me get into the performing arts full time. And in addition to being general manager of Kaivalya Plays, you're also currently getting your MA in Advanced Theatre Practice at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London in the middle of the pandemic. Could you talk about what that's like? Being at the center of it whilst in the most weirdest, strangest time to be making theatre. And going back to your work with Kaivalya Plays, how has the company adapted during this past year when the first lockdown hit india in march 2020 we were in the middle of offering in-person improv workshops doing an in-person stage production and a bunch of other in-person events and all of them just stopped and i think what was very useful we were able to shift to online really quickly we found people and collaborators with whom we were able to work and start putting things up online so in the past one year itself, Kevalya Plays has been able to host over 60 improv and theater workshops. We created three completely new digital theater productions and just connected with a lot of people from across the world. We are based in New Delhi, which is the cultural hub of India. It's the capital. But whilst we were online, we had people dialing in from Germany, the US, UK. We do a lot of work with Spanish texts as well. How do you make it accessible to a non-Spanish speaking audience? So how do you make a work in Hindi accessible to a non-Hindi speaking audience? And we would have never arrived at these concerns if it had not been for the pandemic. And could you talk for a bit about the meaning of the word Kaivalya? It means enlightenment through isolation you're able to detach your idea to its core essence it can potentially lead to enlightenment and the word plays is more i was having a conversation with the artistic director of the company varun and he said that the plays is not just to mean theater but you get enlightenment by having that element of playfulness a big pushback on online theater has been that it's not really theater that it's just a temporary thing i just wanted to get your thoughts on that where I found myself in those debates, you know, when someone told me, hey, so you're not doing theatre, you're doing something else. I'm like, well, this is theatre and this is the kind of theatre I do. It's very important to get out of that mentality of trying to, you know, instantly classify or label things as, okay, this is the right way to do things, this is the wrong way to do things. I feel like this needs to have its own space and maybe 20 years when you and I nearly look back at this, we'll be like, okay, that was distance theater, the era of distance theater, you know, and we'll talk as we talk about theater of the absurd now, who knows? It's funny you mentioned theater of the absurd. It reminds me of this conversation I once had with Edward Albee. He had been speaking with Samuel Beckett and Beckett had said, if you can't put on a play with two actors and a light bulb, 
something must be wrong. The light bulb, though, changes over time. And the light bulb now is the internet. And I just can't imagine that it can't be used for theatrical purposes. Absolutely. And even the fact that, you know, like what you were saying about how a lot of people feel that, oh, yes, you're doing this in the middle. This is just that intermedial uh, space. You know, we're just trying things out. I actually don't think theater will or should continue the way it used to. For me as a producer, I'm now able to, let's say, work on a script that talks about the apartheid crisis in South Africa and actually cast actors with lived experiences or whose family has lived experiences of that. And I would never be able to do that whilst producing an in-person show in New Delhi, but I can do it online. So I feel like people who say that, you know, oh, we're going to go back to the way things were, I, I'd say, sure, but also take the good stuff, like see what carries over from this time. I love how you emphasize the international component. I'm more likely to meet you here than anywhere else. It is a physical space, and it seems so beneficial to broaden our conception of theater to include this global possibility. And I just wonder how you think online theater might change the landscape for theater companies. It certainly leveled the playing field for a lot of young and emerging companies. You do not need to rent $500 a day venue. Your work is now available for audiences outside of your local area. And for me personally, it was a very deeply enriching experience because I am not from a traditional theater pedagogy or, you know, training. Um, like now I'm studying theater, but over the past five years, I've just learned on the job. And what was very useful was that now that everything was moving online, I was able to take the skills and background of my other professional life, you know, of being a marketer, of working in the tech sector and say, okay, hey, you know, Zoom, it's a thing. And, you know, if you do this, it's now this thing. So we experimented with a lot of virtual theater on Zoom. Uh, we are currently working a lot with binaural audio, which is 3D audio headphone theater pieces that, you know, you can sit back in your bed, turn off all the lights, put your earphones on and immerse yourself, you know, in a different world through oral imagination. The project that we're currently doing, which is uh, something that I've co-directed and I perform in, it's a project called Lifeline 9999, wherein it's an interactive one-on-one -on -one performance on the phone. So no screens, nothing. Audiences dial into a number. Uh, the number tells them something about the lives we are living in right now. They make a few choices using IVRS, and then they receive a call back from a live performer. And over 30 minutes to an hour, they interact live with one performer on the phone. It throws up a lot of the conventional ideas audiences have about theater, about the fourth wall. It just throws them all in the air. And it wouldn't have been for the pandemic to arrive at this sort of a distanced approach to creating work, I feel. I really like how you're talking about audio possibilities. People often think of the online space as a primarily visual thing, and that instantly places an online theater piece in competition with production value of Netflix or Amazon. And although we definitely need to keep exploring the visual side of things, we can get great production value with audio at this stage. So it's crucial that we don't neglect all of those options and to have projects that focus 
on audio. Absolutely. I feel like just focusing on the listening aspect of it is important because listening is a culture that's so ingrained into us at least in today's day and age. Viewing digitally as a culture is still something that's developing that needs more investigation. And Lifeline 9999 is currently running. Can you tell us where it's available and how someone can get tickets? Absolutely. Uh, Lifeline 99.99 is currently available for audiences in India, but we are working with a couple of technology partners to make it available for international audiences. And you can learn more about Lifeline 99.99 and all the other work that Kaivalya Plays is doing at kaivalyaplays.org, K-A-I-V-A-L-Y-A, Plays. And to find out more about Gorov's work, you can go to gauravnijjar.com, G-A-U-R-A-V-N-I-J-J-E-R. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It really inspired me to think about global possibilities, and I'm just so happy we had this time together. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. I think it's a really interesting time to do this podcast and to get opinions from around the world because i imagine digital theater is progressing at a very in a very different way in different spaces 